0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers. This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Lyndon, How are you doing this week?
1: Doing well, man. Solid week. We finally got the gray man trailer. I'm so happy we waited to record. We've honestly, it's been working out better for us recording on Tuesday and dropping on Wednesday. So that might be the new the new date. Y'all just have to wait and see. we not once we set it up, we'll let y'all know. But the Gray Man trailer, excited to talk about that. We got Thor, a new Under the Banner of Heaven. Also, just to let y'all know, if you haven't watched yet, you got to. The Run It Back is the Run it Back boys are back. We reviewed The Dark Knight. It's an incredible, incredible review. Check that out. And then next week, dropping on Friday, we're reviewing Sicario. So at the end of each Run It Back, we will spin the Wheel of Destiny, which will determine the next movie. All of us made a list. And me, Schubert, and Ian also joining us, going to be a guest host from time to time. Lil Reg, host of, on the Bros Who Think podcast, is going to be us four reviewing these movies, and we put our movies in, spin the wheel. Whichever the wheel chooses, that's the movie we review. So I'm excited for Sicario, which y'all check out The Dark Knight. Also, Schubert, I've been watching Modern Family. Like, I love it. It's such a great comedy. I am I know I'm super, super late, but it's really, really good. Shout out to the Dumfies. I think Phil Dumfie might be my favorite character.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a reason that they won all those awards.
1: That's what I told Curse. I was like, oh, Chris was sick, like, Chris was like, I thought you were going to hate on it. I was like, nah, I, see that there's a thing. I don't hate on shows if they win Emmys. Like if they win Emmys, it's for a reason. Like when she was watching This Is Us, she was like, I was like, oh, I'm watching this with you because it's the Emmy winning show. Modern Family, I'm watching this because the Emmy women show. If there's a difference between those shows and Grey's Anatomy, like <laughs> there's a difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can see... Now, especially because you were talking about one of the trailers, Sarah Hyland's in it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know you can see that some of these people have really kind of bolstered her career from that. Blown uh, up the mom from Modern Family; she's been in a lot more work. Uh, she has
1: I feel like she ain't been in shit.
0: <laughs> little roles. Sophia Vergara. Um, you know, Sophia Vergara is now yeah. the host of AGT, and uh, the the dad is going to be. We just said you know, he's in, in a lot the of shit. Day. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was going to be more Don Sterling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, which yeah. is cool. big for him. Like, no, I, I really like Modern Family, and I love the fact that Abbott Elementary is now the new, quote-unquote, Modern Family comedy for ABC, and is getting the, the spot like, now on Wednesdays.
0: Yeah, I mean, I a lot of people compare it to The Office, but it's like a Modern Family In office Park. mix. Cause, it's cause, it's you know. It's,
1: Abbott Elementary is really all Parks. I mean, it's all, it's yeah,
0: it's mockumentary. documentary style thing. Mm-hmm. You have know, even with Flash, too. So.
1: I, I, to me, I don't um, see it as modern. Fam- I see it more as Parks and Rec. But to your point, it, they're all right. mockumentaries. I just like the fact that it's getting the modern family push. Like, it did well in season one and now they're saying, okay, y'all, y'all are getting the modern family push. Y'all are going to be on primetime Wednesdays at nine o'clock Eastern. That's huge because Abbott Elementary is a really good show. Right. So
0: you've been watching yeah, anything? I'm excited to get my girlfriend. Oh, nah. uh, well, uh, currently the last wire season, but I mean, I'm pretty kept up on everything that's been coming out weekly. But, I mean, a lot of it just wrapped up like Bob's Burgers just finished on Sunday. I watched it. Their season finale. I was, we're
1: going to talk about it. Really in, good. Uh, we're going to talk about it in the, in the review. I watched it and it, it made my girlfriend. She was like, wait, what is this? What is, what are they spoofing? Cause she was like, this is, this uh-huh. is not Bob's Burgers. I was like, Oh, you want to watch? She was like, I guess. And I so, boom, we watched Blade Runner, the final cut. And literally the opening scene is is Tina and and Jimmy Jr. talk doing the eye test. I think it's funny that they fuse Jimmy Jr.'s character with like that cop and with with Deckard.
0: Yeah, no, it was a really good finale. Um, And then they kind of fused it
1: with 2049 because. The robots are cops. Like it was, they, they basically fused it with both the first one and 2049.
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, I really like the song in the first part. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, you know, what's really interesting about Bob's Burgers is times is how it could be a commentary on like childhood, growing up, yep. you know, themes that we deal with every day. And like that song that Tina was dealing with. And, like, the theme of the whole finale was, like, very... Some, you know, the way they tied it in the second part with Bob and Tina both having these feelings of, like, oh, well, you know, I hate when I put myself out there, but it's not always accepted. But if I don't put myself out there, then I won't be happy. You know, it's yeah. just, like, crazy to think about the kinds of things that Bob's Burger story tells. Uh, but the other thing that I watched was the end of The Law and Orders, Oh, nice. You know, Lawn SVU ended on a really, on a really high note. Uh, they had uh, the character of Rachel on Ozark, played by Jordana Spiro. She came in and played the guest star of the week and absolutely killed it. Um, and so, you know, it was a really solid ending to SVU. And it sucks that we're going to have to wait a while for the new season. I, I'm kind of in a, in a lull, but at least uh, I usually watch it on a Friday. So at least I got Obi-Wan this week.
1: Hoo-hoo, and we're going to talk about that in Movie on the Rise. We got a great movie on the Rise for you this week.
0: Definitely. But um, let's go ahead and, and get things started because to uh, something that you were mentioning earlier, I have to bring up with our first story. So okay, the first story right off the top of the bat, Daredevil Disney Plus series is in the works with Matt Corman and Chris Orts at the right, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio returning. Um, we expected this when we saw Matt Murdock show up in Spider-Man No Way Home and D'Onofrio in, in Hawkeye. Um, no idea when this would probably happen. More like 2024, I would say. Um, but it's it is nice to know that Daredevil isn't going to get back into the mix. And especially with the group that was doing it at Netflix, or at least the actors, mm-hmm. um, because it, it it was good. The only concern is, of course, is when it gets that Disney Plus treatment, how much
1: are Bro. we really going to
0: get similar to that Netflix series?
1: It, like Moon Knight showed me that I'm so scared about some of these darker characters like Blade, like Daredevil, like Punisher. Are they going to go there? Moon Knight was the one to convince us that they would go there. And I don't know if they will. That makes me really scared from my favorite. Like when you ask me my favorite Marvel characters, it's Wolverine, Daredevil, Cyclops, and fucking Blade. And like, like those are the guys. And, they're not going to do Wolverine dark. They're not, uh, they're, I don't think Blade's going to be dark. I don't think Daredevil's going to be dark because Moon Knight, who is supposed to be one of the darkest characters, you turn him into Indiana fucking Jones. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I want this Daredevil thing. So we're going to have to see. Like, obviously I want it, but like Marvel has to come up, man, because phase four has been a dud so far. It just has. It
0: was one of those things where like if you really, you know, I heard this when people were talking about She-Hulk and it's like, you know, Marvel is trying to Trojan horse different kinds of content under the mask of superheroes and like uh-huh. broke the idea of She-Hulk being like a law show. Well, if you want to give me a law show, don't put it under the guise that it's under this big <laughs> giant umbrella of a grander scheme of things. Because like, you know, if, if you want to give me a, she, a She-Hulk or a Daredevil that's going to be like legal drama mixed with superhero stuff, make it just that. I don't want to like worry about where it is going to stand. Because I think like what could... Work with the Daredevil show, which 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 is what worked in the Netflix show. So we knew that it was in the MCU, but there weren't other people coming in and like tainting it. Yeah, and we didn't have like so it was hurt. She Hulk at this moment is you gotta have Mark Ruffalo and you have
1: Abomination. But I know? think so I, I, like I will say this with uh, She Hulk. I I, I I think that it uh, for that point I'll say this. I think it works having Abomination and Hulk in and But to your point about not, I do agree with you about not overcluttering it because I think as much as I love Falcon Winter Soldier, they were teetering on the point of overcluttering it. Whereas with She-Hulk, you have to have Hulk because that's how she gets her powers. So I get having them in there. But to your point, I don't want Daredevil to be overcrowded with like, oh, we have She-Hulk in there; she's a lawyer. Oh, we have Echo in there because it's Echo. Oh, we 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 have ties to maybe Spider. Like they don't have to do all that. Make it a Daredevil. Well, sword.
0: well, Echo's is not a bad one because that fits you back in the TV verse because it's like when we had that Netflix verse with Daredevil. It's like you know if you know, and let's say if we were still in Netflix terms, if Jessica Jones is sprinkled in, that makes sense because it's in like the mm. same world. So yeah, like okay. Echo. Or, or even Kate Bishop, if they come in, like that's one thing because, like, they are a TV burst character. Mm-hmm. But it's like if we have Spider-Man coming, if we have, uh, you know, other New York-based big heroes come in, movie heroes. Yeah, no, I keep... Like, you you yeah. So, but I mean, I've, I'm really excited to get Daredevil back. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, 100. He is one of the best characters Marvel has. Brent, give me more of him.
0: Yeah, I am interested in. in- you know, Daredevil and hulk gonna tackle the law aspect, and as I mentioned, in our know, running back with Batman, you know, there's a lot going on with these superheroes. I want to know um, what the what a superhero lawyer would be like, having mm-hmm. to defend <laughs> things that happen within superhero stuff. Uh, so, the planned Wonder Twins live action movie at HBO Max is no longer going forward. Uh, just after they had announced the casting. It all came to a head when Discovery boss David Zaslav pledged to cut approximately $3 billion in costs with the newly merged company, with the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Um, he, Discovery is exploring a significant overhaul of all of the DC entertainment operations. Uh, they weren't happy that Wonder Twins was going to have a $75 million budget. And they wanted to go with and more than thirty. I don't blame million. them.
1: Like... I- to me, my thing with this is he saw how Matt Reeves's movie was successful. He saw how James Gunn's movie was successful. They weren't Wanted over. They weren't over budget like Peacemaker was cheaper. Like some of these, these they made these for an a, a average budget. Wonder Twins does not need to have a bigger budget than Peacemaker. I'm sorry. That's fucking ridiculous. And another thing that he said, which I agree with, is he was like, I like I love that DC will have this multiverse where You'll have Matt Reeves' story. You'll have some of these other stories. But I want to have a guy like a Kevin Feige to map out, okay, this is connected. Here's how this connects. This is over here. Can we bring them in? Maybe if we want to. He he was trying to set up a roadmap. And I think that's the best thing. I think DC finally has the right guy in charge. He loves what Matt Reeves is doing. He's going to continue that. He loves James Gunn, going to continue working with him. He just wants a Kevin Feige in charge to have all the stuff that's connected like Batgirl, Blue Beal, Static Shock, all that shit. He wants it to make sense and not just be separate stories. And I applaud him for that.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you just...
1: It looks bad, but it's the best step. thing.
0: Well, you have some tickets to that. Because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, we need to get more established within the normal... DC before before he throw in a Wonder Twins like it was like Marvel had just about established himself before they threw out a Moon Knight, you know? Yeah,
1: or Guardians like a
0: little bit out there.
1: We don't even have a Justice League. Why are we doing Wonder Twins and we don't have a Justice League? Let's establish that first. And I think that's what he's trying to do. And I applaud him for that.
0: I think it's great for KJ Apa too because now he doesn't have to be in that trash.
1: Yeah, like that shit was gonna be trash, bro. This dude, I, I applaud him. He understands that he has the best comic book company and there's no reason they shouldn't be as big as Marvel, if not bigger. Get a Kevin Feige and let's do the damn thing.
2: Now, the question is, who will he choose?
1: That's the question.
0: The one question mark I had with it as well was. Is. 75 million, a bad budget just for Wonder Twins, or is it a bad budget in general? Do you want all of your things to be at a certain lower budget? Because it is going to be harder to do like a Zatanna or Constantine or Constantine or a Dr. Fate with no wanting to spend on VFX budget.
1: They're already planning Constantine to have a $100 million budget. So I think it's more so based upon the property. And right. I and I don't blame him. I'm not paying $75 million for a Wonder Twins TV show that might not be successful. Like, that's a waste of money. But I'll spend seven, I'll spend oh a waste of money on a movie. I'll spend 100 million to 200 million on Blue Beetle who needs the CGI. Like, right. I think it's smart. Let's pick and choose where to spend our money and let's not just waste it. Like, yeah. DC's had success. And it's like, OK, we've had success now how do we spend this money from the success? It's not wasting it on, on the wonder twins. It's getting the justice league. It's getting James Gunn, all the characters he wants, finishing out his suicide squad. It's things like that. And I applaud David Zalarski. Like it, he he's the guy now. And that's what's up or David Zlazlov, excuse me.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into the trailers. Uh, let's start with uh, the two comedies bros and my fake boyfriend two both rom-com i would say mm-hmm. with the about the lgbt community about the lgbt community now, see, i don't different. know
1: i don't know if my fake boyfriend is made by all all lgbtq people like bros, is
0: lgbtq story
1: But see but the, let me tell you why i think bros will end up doing better and be more authentic bros is written by a gay man Directed by a gay man and the leading actor is a gay man. Everyone involved in like the decision making is a gay man, besides the executive producer, which is Judd Apatow. But Apatow brings the Apatow level for comedies. And I think it's awesome that my guy Billy Eichner is gonna be the star of a rom-com for the LGBT community. That's a Judd Apatow comedy. That's perfect, brother. Give right. it to me. That that to me. Is how you do diversity the right way? Whereas my fake boyfriend mm, kind of feels a little slapstick and 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 not for me.
0: Well, I mean, I you know, I just don't know if we can make all those statements with that either because you know we still don't know that much about the behind the scenes group.
1: That's fair. I'm just saying, bros, they came out and was like, "Nah, we're not pandering. We're doing it the real deal," and and I applaud that. Whereas my fake boyfriend you know, just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as authentic. And, and like you said, we don't know that, but if, if I guarantee you, if it was the case, they would be promoting it. Like we would, we, I like, we would know Netflix isn't ashamed to promote shit like that.
0: Yeah. I think both are going to be really funny. Uh, it's crazy how out there bros is going to get. Yeah. Bros scenes. is wild. <laughs>
1: oh, it. I'm it's fucking pretty
0: wild. I like the, you know, I love Billy Agner. And so I think that him being like some was like a podcast host. Mm-hmm. is pretty funny. But I'm, I'm excited for that one. And then with my fake boyfriend, it's like, wow, Dylan Sprouse. Where did he come from? Yeah, no, with Sarah <laughs> Highland and the guy who played Wally West
1: on Flash. Who is actually an LGBTQ man. Like he's actually Correct. in the LGBT community. So, but Dylan Sprouse, I could interested. tell. I could tell the moment he started acting and speaking. I was like, wait, that's not Cole Sprouse. That's Dylan. <laughs> I think, you know,
0: I guess it would, to your point, where, like, Dylan Sprouse, to me, kind of ended up stealing the show on on Sweet the trailer.
1: Liking. Oh No, on, oh, on, on the this, trailer, yeah. because,
0: like, it is about...
1: It's about um, him, kind of. About the boyfriend he creates. No,
0: sort of, but yeah, I mean, it is about uh, Keenan Ken, Lonsdale's character, but, but Dylan Sprouse being a fake boyfriend, and, like, the direction that that seems like it's going to take does seem like gonna be really interesting and funny. Okay. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be pretty funny. I think it's on Amazon coming in.
1: Oh, okay. In it's not June. Netflix. Okay. Well, I'm team bros, but um, I will check out my fake boyfriend. But I'm yeah, definitely but watching bros. Where's, where's bros coming out on? Bros is in theater theaters. Maybe? Yeah, that's Appetite movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. Anyway, the next thing we got, let's talk about Umbrella Academy three season three. Looks really fucking great trailer. Great. Definitely think that it's going to benefit uh from the second season. Yeah, you know, what the second season did was a lot of setup. I think like with the story that it told, getting to this point. I think now you can just let loose on the action. Cause now you got the full team. You don't have they're not really in fighting. Now they have another team to fight against. And so we're really gonna get to like see the extent of what they could do fighting as a group.
1: Yeah, no, look, okay, season three to me looks fucking great season three looks like the season we've been wanting for forever i wish we could have got the time assassins really chasing them through this like i wish the time assassins could jump dimensions and chase them through this because i think that would add an element but the sparrows versus umbrella academy i'm all in all in on this it looks fucking bad ass brother i think i think this will be the best season of umbrella academy yet
0: yeah, I think it's going to give us a lot of the action. And then, of course, we're going to have that the comedy that they usually come with. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be a really great season. Uh, be really big for Netflix to have something like that. because They're going to have Stranger Things, the television series slash movie, this summer. They'll have Umbrella Academy. And, you know, and, you know the, the success from the Lincoln Roller has been kind of real recently. So we'll see. Hey, more people we'll, perceive that as we'll, the time goes forward.
1: We'll talk about the Lincoln lawyer and movie on the rise, but when you told me you watched it all, it made me watch it. And, and I was very, very pleased. But Umbrella Academy, let's go, man. Let's go. Like this is I'm so happy that now we'll see these guys fight and really get into it. Like, we never saw uh Luther really just b- brawl out, we never saw Diego brawl out, like it was always fighting. To, to, to do something. It was never like actual superhero combat. This looks like superhero right. combat, finally.
0: Yeah. And like a lot of the stories in the past two seasons have been them apart coming together. And now, yeah. they're, now they're together. Together,
1: they're together. Yep. Exactly.
0: 100%. Um, so let's talk about The Terminal List, another show. This looks pretty good. On Amazon with Chris Pratt. Those look pretty good. And it's one of those things where. I would feel iffy about it if Reacher wasn't so good. Like, mm-hmm. Reacher has been good. Jack Ryan has been good. Amazon has been delivering on, like, their action their action shows. So I yeah. kind of feel like this is going to follow suit. And they have some really good actors in this, too. So
1: yep, it's and hard this for is for me to the,
0: believe this is going to be bad.
1: This is the second time they're going down the Chris Pratt well. They like Chris Pratt as an action star. And like you said, this cast is too good to where... It's at worst, it'll just be an average action movie. That's what I see. Like at worst, right. average action movie, a- extraction level. Maybe a little bit better than extraction. I don't see it being a dud. But best case scenario, we get a damn good action movie. Like can't beat What's that with show? a stick. Oh, it's a TV show. Okay, I, it looked like a movie. Interesting. Chris Pratt's doing TV. That think, makes that just, makes it even more interesting.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. A, I think it's. Well, we'll see. We don't know how it's gonna go. It could be a only a one season deal. Yeah. Okay. But Reacher, Limited, but.
1: between Reacher and Jack Ryan, that, like you said, that definitely makes me more excited for this because they they know how to do this style of action right. show. And Bosch, Bosch is still successful. It's kicking ass. Old people love Bosch. So Amazon knows how to make action. The old people love Bosch. They do, yeah. bro, bro. Every, everybody at my job is know, always like, yeah, they're, all, they're always like, Lennon, you're watching all these TV shows, but do you watch Bosch? And I'm like, no, I don't fucking watch Bosch. <laughs>
0: I tried. I couldn't do it.
1: It's not for me. Like I just, I just, they, they make old people jokes. It's like it's relatability is for old people. Like that's the old people TV show. They can have that. I'm not mad at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of something old, Mission Impossible coming back again. Tom Cruise looks (laughs) like the ageless wonder.
1: (laughs) Tom Cruise had to sell his soul for the, for the the youth, for the, like, Schubert you watch One Piece. Law does the Eternal Youth Surgery. I I truly believe Tom Cruise sold his soul for the eternal youth surgery. Like, there's no way this dude looks the exact same at like 58 as he did in his 30s. That's fucking nuts. Tom Cruise is almost 60 and he jumped off of that motorcycle over a veranda. Like, what? But Mission Impossible looks great. Chris McQuarrie, one of the best writers. We love his work with with, uh, unusual suspects and everything he's made since. So I think this movie is going to be great. It looks great. This, this, to me, is Tom Cruise's best franchise. Like, out of all the franchises right. that he has, this is the one that is incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for it to go as long-running as it has to still kind of keep up with being good, it's one of those things where, like, Mission Impossible, the longer it's gone, the better it's The gone, better it's got uh, strange.
1: See, unlike Fast and the Furious, I, I compare Mission Impossible to Fast and Furious. If Fast and the Furious would be just take itself seriously. It could be like Mission Impossible, but it's too jokey and whatnot. And Mission Impossible is one of those things where like Fast, after Fast 5, it, Fast got better. Mission Impossible after, well, right before Ghost Protocol, once Ghost Protocol came, they've been hitting nonstop.
0: Yeah, I mean, they really kind of do- jumped into the, we want to be the American James Bond.
1: Yep, and it, and
0: it worked. And, and keep that going. So we'll see what happens when Ethan Hunt finally has to stop. But I think there's another one after this one. So there is, this is this, that, that's the final one. All right. Well, dang. Uh, let's talk about a thousand years of longing. Idris Elba is going to be a genie,
1: Look, bro. Look, George Miller is an incredible director. And for him to make like the mo- all the movies he's made is all the Mad Max's and happy feet. So for him to make something that's not Mad Max or happy feet, That tells you he has a belief in it and it looks great. My thing is, all the shit in the present with Tilda Swinton is cool, but what's all that shit they're showing in the past of the genie's previous lives? That's the shit that interests me. Like, going back to Persia, Egypt, all that shit looks incredible.
0: What's really interesting about it, too, is that it does seem very comedic. Yeah, to a certain extent, for sure. So so that's, like, something that really interests me about it, is
1: that He's blurring the genre lines. Like there's, there's, like you said, there's comedy in it, but it's very much so an action movie at the same time.
0: See, I almost feel like it's more of a comedy than it is an action movie. Okay, because okay. So, like, the tone and like the way that people were like acting.
1: I feel like and that was just the so- jokes though, because like the I, George Miller is not about to put no at, no action in his movies. Like that dude is that's What's Mad, Mad saying,
0: Like it's not gonna be like it's not gonna be like a uh, Austin Powers or something like that. It's just gonna be like. A comedy that so did, you,
1: did you think Mad Max Fury Road had comedy in it?
0: No, so that's what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Like I'd see, feel I like, did. I mean, it did, but I mean, it, I
1: it. it was more action based. Yeah, that's fair. This is a little so bit I more. I feel like thing. this is
0: like a little bit more overt, but at the same time, it has is serious. So that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's like a flip of that.
1: It might be a dark comedy. Yeah, so, so
0: that's what really kind of interests me about that. Tilda Swinton, Idris doing their thing so looks yeah, incredible
1: gonna definitely see that in theaters
0: you now the three big trailers uh, we had elvis um that's
1: nearing <laughs> you didn't want to put state. that on you didn't want to put
0: that on here
1: i had to bet ba- i had to fight ladies and gentlemen to get well, this on. it's here. like
0: so close
1: it looks incredible like we've seen like austin seen butler is about El- to elvis blow up trailer so it's like but i think this was the best one yeah it
0: comes out a, a month from a month from today.
1: Oh well, you know we watching it. It looks, so, yeah, it looks I mean, great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does look great. It did. I liked the, the trailer. I mean, it's just weird with trailers sometimes, especially when like you put like a hip hop tone behind like a obviously.
1: I, I, I didn't know rock why they put that Sofia. Why did they put Camilla Cabello? But I like.
0: I liked it. I, it, I, I liked it, it as as the trailer. So it's just I like I hope it's not in the movie. Music, so yeah
1: it better not be in the movie because like the way Austin Butler's acting, he is pulling off Elvis and this looks great. Like they're going, like they're not hiding the fact that Elvis was in deeply ingrained in black culture and the things he took from black culture is what made him cool.
0: Yeah. looks like they're definitely going to jump in on that. I, I've, one thing that really stuck out to me too, is Tom Hanks. Yeah. Trailer as the manager.
1: Do you like so it? I think- it makes me feel weird. All that stuff on him. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's I more... Most of him in the trailer was voice. Yeah. So it is going to be different when we actually have to see him a lot. And, and you know, with no, <laughs> that no body breaks.
2: suit, <laughs> but, <laughs> it looks
0: fucking weird. But it does look like he's going to act his ass off. Per usual, so... Yeah,
1: but I'm, I'm into Austin. I think, I think Austin Butler, this could move him into that category of what we consider Pattinson... J- J- JD Dubs and Adam Driver in. Like, this could be Butler's big break.
2: That's
0: possible. Because um, once you upon know, a time in I Hollywood, he was people, great. I mean, I think a lot of people are saying the same thing about like Rami Malik when he did Freddie Mercury and like he really hasn't done anything. But see, I
1: think that's his fault because think about it. He had no time to die in the little things. He had two big movies that were supposed to take him over the edge that failed. Like, the little things, you're with Denzel and Jared, and you're doing a, a a new detective series? Like, Schubert, that should have been his hit. And you couple that with the big villain thing of No Time to Die. Rami Malik was supposed to take off, but it just didn't work for him. I think Austin Butler, as long as he chooses the right things, it can work for him.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, did, he is going to be one of the Harkonnens in Dune. Big. So...
1: One of the uh, big, one of the main arguments, like he's the main yeah, villain he's, to, to, to Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's Timothy Chalamet's villain. So, boom, right there. There's Austin Butler's No Time to Die, and then now he just needs a a a, a movie like uh, The Nice Guys or like uh, Usual Suspects, a movie that is like the little things that uh, Rami Malik did, and if he gets one of them. It's over with for him. Like Raimi killed, like Raimi chose bad movies. I don't think Austin Butler has shown that he chooses bad stuff. Working with Tarantino, now Denny Villeneuve, Boz Lerman. He knows that he needs to be with the right directors. And I think that's a that that's key.
0: Yeah, I think he's officially shedding his um his Disney glee.
1: Channel. Mark. <laughs> oh, it's
0: glee. That's what he was. He wasn't in Disney Channel. <laughs> Um, so the last two trailers we got are Thor and Grey Man. Which one's great? Do we're, we're doing
1: Grey Man last because that was the best one.
0: <laughs> All right, so Thor, Love and Thunder gonna um, be the best Marvel
1: movie. in th- really phase to see four. A lot
0: more. we finally got to see, yeah, probably will be the best one in phase four, mainly because of Christian Bale. Looks great. I mean, he looks menacing.
1: I get why like
0: Baltimore a little bit.
1: I get why people are all upset. They're like, "Oh, he doesn't look like Gore. He doesn't get look like Gore." You're not getting Christian Bale and turning him into an alien. I'm sorry, you're just not. Christian Bale's the best actor that Marvel has ever had. Like. I understand you had Robert Redford, but that's not the same Robert Redford who was in Three Days in the Condor. I understand you have Sam Jackson, but that's not Pulp Fiction, Sam. You have Christian Bale in the height of his powers. This is arguably a top eight actor of all time with Leo, Denzel, De Niro. Like we had him in top six. And if you get him, you're, you you want to see his eyes, his facial expressions. That's some of the best things about Christian Bale. And I just think of the scene where Gore's crying. You're not getting that if he looks like an alien. That's why you make him look like this. And I'm not mad at the look because, like you said, he looks terrifying and menacing. And on top of that, Thor, Chris Hemsworth looks incredible. I love Guardians, Chris Hemsworth with the jacket. I love how they're going very punk rock, very hairspray type uh. Hairspray bands or hair bands, whatever it's called. No, I they're, like- they're really he's they're really leaning in on the guardians. Thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like
0: you know, when Tyka took over, he kind of like I think he saw a little bit of what James Gunn was doing. He was like, well, that's what we need to bring to Thor.
1: Some rock and roll to Thor, Thor. Yeah. It'll work. yeah. And it, and it and has. So,
0: so meshing that together is kind of working out. You know, it's good to see Natalie Portman come back. I think
1: that move um, she did bringing- where she split Mireno, mirno uh, or. Mjolnir, Mjolnir. She split it because it was cracked and she shot it as projectiles and it's going to bring it back in. That was badass. Natalie Portman, I think they finally gave her something to do and she's showing why she's one of the best actresses of all time. That looks great. Right. Uh, they showed. Valkyrie looks great. Valkyrie looks great. She's fighting with Zeus's lightning bolt. Didn't like Russell Crowe's Zeus, but I mean, I guess when you have Thor as a badass and all these other badasses, you don't want to have too mm-hmm.
0: many. My whole thing was, like, with that Twitter thread that was going on about, like, the Zeus. Zack Snyder, Zeus yeah. or,
1: People or were like, oh, Marvel. they were just they're just defending Marvel. Like, give Zack Snyder credit. His Zeus looked badass.
0: Well, I was like, isn't it funny that we're arguing about a fictional portrayal of a fictional person?
2: <laughs> like,
0: and people, people are like, well, that's not what Zeus is like. I'm like, well, he's, he's a fictional person. So... <laughs> How do you know if he has
1: muscles or if he doesn't?
0: (laughs) Exactly. No, you're right. They're all like, well, you know, if we really wanted to do it, we could, you know, he was just uh, a perv who turned into swan to to screw women. And I'm like, uh, again, a fictional (laughs) person. So it's just like. (laughs) like,
1: No, you're right. It's just just DC versus Marvel arguing. That's all it is. (laughs) It is. But I mean,
0: like, you know, Zeus also carries different weight in both.
1: Tr- things DC yes and marvel. So
0: 100% like Neo- zeus zeus is like meant to be a menacing powerful in DC, force yeah. in the dc based upon the lore that it's given with wonder woman yeah Whereas with marvel Game the north the, mythology
1: the matters more Man. that's why odin right. is bad at that's why like all that shit where it, marvel has a hercules but like the greek gods aren't as important in marvel because they want it to be different from dc also i love the right. uh, uh olympia the the realm of all the gods where we're going to see i'm pretty sure we're going to see maybe Shu or some of the egyptian gods that we saw there is in- a screen right. cap
0: uh with jane and she and you look in the background and they have like the watcher
1: Oh yeah, the Living Tribunal. That's what I was going to call. Living say, Tribunal, yeah. yeah. All, all yeah. the different big Eternity. Marvel, yep. Yeah. Death, all the big Marvel, the biggest Marvel gods. That's in right. that hall. Saw that, yep. So, and I so love like the, that, I love the so black and white fight scene. That could be a big phase four moment in connecting um, what we m-
0: with Moon Knight and all that happening shit. right now with Moon Knights and and Eternals and all of that. Coming, yeah, coming into it, and,
1: and and the thing is with Eternals. It's definitely going to connect to that because the Celestials, we saw the head of a Celestial in the sky, which is nowhere. And the way that that happened is Gore's sword cut off the Celestials head gore the God Butcher. That's why when he put it in the uh, in the pl- in that moon, it destroyed the whole moon. That sword strong enough to cut off a Celestials head. So it definitely will connect to Eternals. I'm excited about that. But the black and white fight scene between Tessa Thompson, uh, Thor, Jane and Gore that's going to be a high point of the movie and Taika Waititi showing that he's the best director in Marvel right now. It's no one else. It's him. He makes the best Marvel movies with the Russo brothers out of there with James Gunn out of there. And I love that this movie is going to be great. It's I already know it's better than Dr. Strange. It's going to be better than all the shit we see this year. I just feel it.
0: Yeah. I'll be the best of the Marvel for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then now, and then we go to gray man and finally Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling is doing what you've asked him to.
1: Yes, 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 Ryan. Yes. After seeing the nice guys, I was like Ryan and seeing Blade Runner. Ryan Gosling's an action star could be just a, 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 a god. And you see it in this movie in the trailer with Sierra Six. Basically, it's going to be him trying to escape from this hit that Chris Evans puts on him cuz Chris Evans is evil who looks menacing by the way and he's he's going to be escaping with on a which they may, which they play on which i love his comedy like this looks great the gray man uh basically the gray man are these these spies that do missions when the government can't send anybody in and we're going to get Lloyd Hansen who is Chris Evans versus Sierra 6 the gray man which is Ryan Gosling i'm all in it the Russo brothers need this to be successful because every movie since the marvel hasn't worked extraction 21 bridges with chris hemsworth and and with chadwick boseman they're going back they're going i to, mean
0: people would argue against you on that
1: which one which yeah. one with extraction people love extraction that's just trash 21 bridges is better than extraction in my opinion but
0: i don't well, like, i mean some people love extraction and i actually like 21 bridges so
1: i that's what i'm saying but but okay the way that we feel about Extraction, Twenty One Bridges—they're not unanimous hits, is what I'm saying. And they need right. this to be successful for their careers going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, or I mean, or they're just going to get tapped as like these
1: mid-action directors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think this looks good. Or do you? Did you like the trailer? I am might.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it looked really great. It was like exactly what you've been saying when we've been talking about Ryan Gosling on the show is that he hasn't been put in the right situations to be successful and show, what he can really do. So we're going to see it now mm-hmm. uh, with him and uh, and Chris Evans and, you know, and Anadol Armas again coming in with a big movie. So we'll see what is up with that trio. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It's, again, something that's really big for Netflix because like Netflix has kind of been on a really bad downturn this year. They have. Um, but they're really about to have some big stuff coming through for them. I mean, they're going to have, uh, like I this, said, Stranger Things. They're going to have Umbrella Academy Season 3. Mm-hmm. They're going to have this, you know, the, the other Chris Hemsworth movie. movie that they have, whatever.
1: The Spider-Head yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, and then, then Knives we'll Out
1: later this year. Oh, yeah, true. So, yep. but the summer okay. Bullet Train and Grey Man sign me up. Both in July, around the same. T- I think they both come out at the same time, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Something like that. I don't know about Bullet
1: Train. Watch, I'm gonna look I'm it up right Gray now. Grey Man, right now. I'm, I'm gonna look like train. it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up. Bullet. Oh, August fifth. Okay, so they're right. Like they're literally right after each other. Grey Man the twenty yeah. fifth. The twenty second in theaters. Twenty fifth on Netflix. Literally the week. After will be bullet trained, that's going to be awesome.
0: So, Grand Man is going to be in theaters,
1: yeah. Well, it starts off in theaters on the 22nd and then it'll be on the on 15th, the- yeah. yeah.
0: No, July 2nd, it's 22nd on Netflix, yeah. 15th in theaters,
1: uh, okay. All right,
0: cool. I'm high, uh, but that wraps things up for the trailers. We had a lot of those because they came ro- roaring in as the as they usually do when the NBA playoffs is going on. <laughs> uh, so the next the stories back to the stories we got a Bong Joon-ho follow up film from it, his last film Parasite that won the Oscar obviously and it he that new film is currently in pre-production at Warner Brothers Studios uh it's called Mickey 7 and starring Robert Pattinson oh yeah Glenn, Mark Ruffalo and Naomi Ackie so we um, know about it now or i guess it's untitled but it's based off the novel Mickey 7 by okay. Edward Ashton the novel which is which was just published in January follows Mickey seven and expendable uh, an expendable, which is a d- disposable employee of a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world Milfhelm, where Wherever there's a mission that's too dangerous, even suicidal, the crew turns to Mickey after one iteration dies. A new body is regenerated with most of his memories intact. After six de- deaths, Mickey seven understands the terms of his deal and why it was the only co- co- Colonial position unfilled when he took it. So, you know, like a sen- sentient robot.
1: Okay, hell yeah, I'm into this. This More is big for Pat- this is big for Pattinson, man. Pattinson it realizes that hey, if I work with the best directors, I'm gonna put out hits. Robert Eggers, Christopher, like look at who he's worked with in just like the past little bit of his career. Robert Eggers, the Safadi brothers. Christopher Nolan, Matt Reeves, now Bong Joon-ho, he realizes that I'm talented enough to get with these good directors, and if I'm their leading man, it's going to put me into the best positions. Now I want to see Pattinson with Tarantino, Scorsese, and Denis Villeneuve. He wanted to be the villain in Dune. They went with Austin Butler because of his schedule with stuff like this and the Batman. He couldn't couldn't fill in both, but that just shows me that he knows it takes a great dir- it takes a great director along with me to give magic and work Bong Joon-ho Matt Reeves Christopher Nolan the Safati brothers and Robert Eggers that's an incredible group of 5 and the fact that he knew he wanted to be in dune with Denis Villeneuve shows me that he knows he wants to work with that guy later i want to i want to see-, see him with Tarantino next
0: i could see him jumping into like the knives out
1: Oh, with Rude, ryan like johnson doing yeah.
0: Like, yeah doing That's something like that great
1: call shubert great call that would be um, perfect for him
0: this kind of just shows like what you're saying is that he is a hot commodity amongst the great filmmakers
1: and he um, knows and the- like ryan gosling doesn't I, I, I don't know if ryan gosling realizes how great he is but robert pattinson does
0: <laughs> right <laughs> so you know good for him for pairing up with Bong Joon-ho we're definitely excited to see whatever he does next so this yep. is probably going to be a really great film
1: oh Bong um, might you know. be we were talking in running back about like who's up there with Nolan and Villeneuve like who's up up next who's it the might, you
0: gotta see directors Yeah, it might
1: be Bong Joon-ho like it really might be well, he's
0: definitely in the group
1: he's with them yeah he definitely is and I think Robert Eggers is like with that young group that young crop of guys like who's up next
0: right So, you know, this could be something that could put Robert in the conversation for trophies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. So Adult Swim made some announcements, including a series order for Rick and Morty the anime. I saw that. Based on the animated comedy. Rick and Morty the anime will debut with 10 episodes on Adult Swim and HBO Max.
2: Mm -hmm. Takashi
0: Sano serves as the director. The multiverse straddling exploits of Rick and the Gang pose challenges to the family bond, but they always rise to the occasion. Sano said it's such a life affirming sight. And Jerry is no exception. I am honored to have been given an opportunity to tell a new story about this amazing family. I hope you enjoy the adventures.
1: It's going to be, it's going to be separate from the Rick and Morty canon. Right. Like it's going to be its own thing. So,
0: and it's going to be an anime style. So that's that
2: interesting.
1: Yep.
0: I'm excited for and that. It's good that they got, uh, you know, I don't know if he's Japanese, but yeah, you know, I was going to say... Oh, Takashi Sano? Yeah, no, he's, right a, he's,
1: a, he's a great director. He's done some good stuff in the world. Of anime.
0: Uh, so, so it's also be greenlit huge. an animated... Tulsa uh, also greenlit an animated series called Ninja Kam- Kamui. Uh,
1: Kamui. Kamu, series follows or, uh, Joe Kam- yeah, Kamui. Ka- Kamui. Kamui, that's it. Because Kakashi has that attack. The Kamui. Yep. Yeah. Ninja Kamui.
0: The series follows Joe Higan who is Yeah, Nukenen, a former ninja who who escaped his clan. Joe and his family hide from the past in rural America until they are ambushed by a team of assassins who exact a bloody retribution on them for portraying their ancient code. Rising from his seeming seeming death, Joe reemerges as his former self, Ninja Kamui, to avenge his family and friends. Kamui is a 21st century ninja, a shadowy anachronism who pits his ancient skills against high-tech weaponry used with brutal finesse. He must face off against trained assassins, combat cyborgs, and rival ninjas to bring down the very clan that made him.
1: Oh, my God. This sounds better than the Rick and Morty thing. This sounds right. like it's going to be a futuristic series that where a guy goes back to use past-style fighting in this future. Sign me up. Adults Almost win- like Ninja
0: James Bond.
1: Yeah, but like... Think about uh, think about the world of Blade Runner, but with ninjas like that sounds incredible to me. This is right up my alley. I need a trailer and I need this show by the end of the year. Like, that's how excited I
0: am. Yeah, Adult Swim coming back with some big content, that's for
1: sure. Ever since they uh, see, I think Crunchyroll might have messed up. No, 100 percent. You got to think HBO Max had that deal with Crunchyroll. I think Adult Swim Toonami learned everything they needed to working with Crunchyroll on how to make an original anime content and how and what, what to do. They got the blueprint and then HBO Max sold Crunchyroll, made a bunch of money, and now Toonami is making original anime content. And that is awesome that now
0: it was never been listed as anime. So I'm wondering what, what the animation is going to be. Oh, it well, just says animated series.
1: Well, then it'll, it'll be the it'll be some adult anime. If if it's American style, I'm still into it. Either way, I just hope it's 2D and not 3D. That's what I hope.
0: Because, I mean, like, if it's, like, you know, the same cartoon style as, like, you know, Batman or, or you know, or the, you Jack. Know, the DC animated we have, or, or Samurai Jack or Avatar, you know, the may style. I still feel like it would
1: work. Oh, that's a win. It's to have blood in it. And that, it definitely will. That's a win. As long as it's like what you just said or 2D animation and not 3D, it's going to be a win for Adult Swim. And now you got to think, okay, when you look at the anime landscape, you have Funimation, you have Crunchyroll, there together. You got whatever uh, Amazon's putting out with High Dive. And now Toonami is a big force in anime. And they need to be because they're the people who brought it to the West and showed the West what anime was. So it only makes sense that they're now a big player. I think they should be a bigger player than Netflix. Like, I hate the Netflix when Netflix gets to anime. It's the fucking worst.
0: That's fair. Um, so, you know, some interesting stuff coming out of Adult Swim. We'll see what, what comes Hell of that yeah. later in the summer. Uh, so Ocean's Eleven prequels in the works with Margot Robbie. The upcoming film is still in development at Warner Brothers and has not been greenlit officially. Jay Roach, who previously worked with Roby in on uh, on the film Bombshell, is directing the film. Carrie Solomon is working on the screenplay, which is expected to take place far away from Sin City in 1960s Europe. Ooh, the title okay. is yet to be confirmed. So that was what kind of got me. I was like, "Oh, we're going to take this over to Europe for a heist." Film? In the past, into
1: that. yeah, I could be into that as well. This sounds really good. I I I could see Margot Roby being like this. I don't want to say madam, but this like really high society woman who swindles the rich that that's right. kind of what i see her as and this sounds badass good for her
0: yeah i'm you I, I think someone that i would really love to see cast in this with her is the girl from ted lasso
1: Ooh, yeah she could pull it off the blonde
0: yeah keely from ted yep. lasso who, who won the remember. Emmys? oh juno temple that's her name yep she's great So, Scoot McNary, Kit Harrington, and Josh Lucas are set to star in Blood for Dust, an upcoming action thriller that will be directed by Rod Blackhurst. Uh, The synopsis is former friends Cliff, played by Scooter McNary, a traveling salesman struggling to make a living, and Ricky, played by Kit Kit Harrington, an illegal weapons dealer making serious money, reconnect one faithful day, hoping to make some quick cash. Cliff agrees to partner with the violent Ricky, who is expanding his business to include cross-state drug and gun deliveries for John, a mid-level American cartel boss played by Josh Lucas. Reluctantly, he he agrees to retrofit his beat-up station wagon to carry dozens of kilos of drugs. When Ricky turns a simple exchange into a bloodbath to eliminate the competition, Cliff is forced to grapple with a, a harsh new reality.
1: Ooh, this sounds good. This is big for Skeet McNary, Scoop McNary, Kid Harrington, Josh Lucas. This could be a, one of those roles that really like put them to that next level. and hopefully hopefully, not. Or not. That's the thing. Or it could be a bus. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it's good.
0: Like a. I- like at first glance, it's like, oh, you know, American cartel boss, drugs, guns. <laughs> you know, this could be interesting. Up our alley, yeah. Could be really bad.
1: It could be because we've seen the Tom Cruise movie where he was supposed to be delivering drugs across the line. Everybody thought that was going to be good, but it wasn't. Where he was the famous uh, cartel plane plane driver. You remember, remember what I'm talking that. about? Y'all, see, mm-hmm. that, that shows you how bad it was. Like it was supposed to be Tom Cruise's like American hustle, it was supposed to be like his big thing, and it was not. So hopefully this is good. So yeah, you're right. This movie could be ass. You're definitely right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so the next thing is, you know, another case of an actress doing some bad choices. Searchlight Pictures has acquired worldwide rights to Night Bitch uh, with six-time Oscar winner or Oscar nominee Amy Adams. To oh, star. is this
1: why you said you got to get on her ass? What's <laughs> she doing?
0: Maryelle Heller wrote into and will direct the film adaptation of Rachel Yoder's acclaimed debut novel. The movie, described as a darkly comic neo-horror, is currently in pre-production with scheduled production to start in September in L.A. and will stream as a Hulu original in the U.S. According to the official logline, Amy Adams stars in the project as a woman who's thrown into the stay-at-home routine of raising a toddler in the suburbs who slowly embraces the feral power deeply rooted in motherhood. Now she becomes increasingly aware of the bizarre and undeniable signs that she may be turning into a cane.
1: You're right. you write. right. Amy, Amy, look, Amy, look, look, listen to me. You need to let go of Ryan Gosling's uh, agent as well. You and Ryan both need new agents. Ryan got a new one. Amy, you need a new one. Amy, at one point, you was the hottest actress Out, you, Amy, you're the best actress in Hollywood, Amy, right now, active, you are. Like, why are you doing Night Bitch? The woman in the window, I get why you was doing it, it failed, but why are you doing Night Bitch? Like, you're the same woman who out-acted Christian Bale in both American Hustle (coughs) and Vice. (coughs) Like, what the fuck, Amy?
0: Like, you know, Hulu originals aren't, like, known for being these... You know, I guess,
2: guess Deep
0: Water was like the one case of like, you know, big stars doing Hulu originals, but come on, Amy if Adams. It's, if this? it's like
1: Palm Springs, then I'll accept it. If it's good like Palm we'll Springs. you will have
0: to see a trailer.
1: But like, man, you shouldn't, Amy Adams should be in like big movies, not yeah. Night Bits. I mean, Amy-
0: and we've already seen <laughs> something like this with that uh, one about the people who thought they were animals. Wolf. Yeah you're right so uh, yeah i'm just not interested yeah uh, i'm not so, interested either mike myers wants more shrek in his life during a career-spanning video interview with g magazine the iconic comedian said he'd be thrilled if he was able to do one shrek movie a year what um he want that money so, <laughs> well yeah of course he wants that <laughs> money the, it was talked about in 2018 that there would be a shrek revival but a new installment has yet to be officially announced by him saying this, I, I don't know why he, some you know whoever is owning of the property wouldn't try and do a series with him.
1: A TV series, yeah, think, like they do with Jack Black yeah. with Kung Fu Panda. But don't do another movie. Shrek—they're they're already tarnishing Shrek's legacy. Like, Puss in boots ain't like enough.
0: Like, I think you could do a Shrek prequel. I think you could do um, a with Shrek with his kids. With his kids, you can always recast Cameron Diaz's character if she doesn't mm-hmm. want to come back.
1: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Shrek with his kids TV show, fatherhood. Like, how does he deal with that? But the prequel idea is very interesting, showing how he was evil and older. I would fuck with that. I don't know. I I think that's if me and you were in charge, we'd get that. But I don't think they're gonna do that because I think they think Shrek went from this evil guy to the nice guy. We never saw the evil guy, so we don't want to make him look bad. But I think that could that could strengthen the first movie, and it makes honestly the first movie better because it shows how bad he was and how much his love for Fiona changed him. That might actually make the rest of the movies better if we see how evil he was.
0: Right. So I, I think
1: that would be my pitch if I were going to do that. I'm with you. I like that pitch more so than the kids. Uh, so,
0: so Amazon has picked up the sci-fi animated comedy The hospital for two seasons. The series was originally reported as being in development at the streamer in early 2020. Maya Rudolph <laughs> and Natasha Leone. Leon are a uh, part of the voice cast oh, It's a voice cast why did you choose a raspy a, ass voice
1: <laughs> it's an animated comedy
0: uh the hospital hails from sirocco dunlap whose past credits include russian doll big mouth and miracle worker okay the show follows sleech and class <laughs> aliens best friends and intergalactically renowned surgeons as they tackle eating or anxiety eating parasites illegal time loops and space and deep space STIs mm-hmm. risking their careers to take on a remarkable case they put existence itself in jeopardy Karen Culkin Kiki Palmer and singer Sam Smith are all cast as recurring characters
1: I'm interested in this Amazon stepping into the adult animated comedies people are realizing that adults like animation our generations getting older we love animation I love that Amazon stepping into it and I love Maya Rudolph. Natasha Leone's a great actor, even though her voice is raspy as hell. So I'm interested in this. And then you throw in Kiki Palmer, Kieran Culkin, and Kieran Culkin's not doing anything that he doesn't think is top tier because Kieran Culkin is very particular on what he chooses. I think this could be great.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Sam Smith was yeah. <laughs> a character, not a guest star.
1: Hey, man, he see Harry Styles dressing like Do Flamingo and getting in Dunkirk. Sam Smith's like, I could do this too. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so Neve Campbell has joined the Twisted Metal Trash. series adaptation
1: I'm going to say it before you even finish Trash, Twisted Metal? you know what this is? Yeah, it's
2: the that, video, that game, with, with video the, with the, game with the clown
1: yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. if this is going to work
0: uh, Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrice, and Thomas Hayden Church are all in the series uh, it's described as a half hour action comedy show Motormouth, Outsider, Mackie is offered a chance at a better life but only if he is successfully oh, delivering a mysterious package. yeah, mysterious package across the post apocalyptic wasteland with the help of tr- trigger happy car thief played by Beat- Beatrice. Um, will he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers on the open road, including a deranged clown who drives. Oh he's an not the too clown. familiar ice cream truck.
1: See, this is why I don't um, think he's gonna work. Let me tell you because the, the video games about the clown. And we're not, the, they're making the clown the villain. It's a, its escape from the clown. Like, who cares about Anthony Mackie and Beatrice delivering this package and trying to escape the Twisted Metal clown?
0: Right. Um, and Neve Campbell will play a recurring guest role as Raven, who was in the second or third Twisted Metal,
1: yeah, okay. Twisted
0: Metal Black.
1: Watch, I'm about to look um, up what Twisted Metal is because I, I, I know I'm not tripping. Well, I
0: know exactly what Twisted Metal is. I remember the game.
1: Yeah. It's a vehicle of combat thing where people are trying to outrun the clown who's chasing right. him, killing him. That's what this, like, okay. I get it. What is T- Thomas Hayden church, the clown? Probably. Okay. Probably
0: voicing him. All right. Fair um, enough. So, yeah, I, I was going to, ma- I mentioned this because Neve Campbell is a prominent figure. Yeah, she's in the blowing Lawyer series and she's doing pretty well in that Dream. So she's trying to re- renew her, uh, Acting career.
1: Did you see that they're bringing back Matthew Lillard and Scream Six? Why are they Why are they trying to waste the series, bro? Wow. I, I hope it's a flashback. Like nostalgia, Like, come on, man. Y'all gonna ruin Scream if y'all bring him back? He died. Like, what? Yeah. It's got to be a flashback. Got to be. Or or he had a twin brother. I'd be into that.
0: Maybe. Uh, so Hannah Jo came in. Hero. Uh, Fiennes Tiffin Fiennes.
2: Sorry. Yeah.
0: Hero finds Tiffin joined Karen Delavine in the climb based on the true life 2013 Greenpeace protest on top of London's iconic skyscraper, The Shark, and directed by experienced visual effects art director Haley Easton Street. The, uh, the film chronicles the efforts of six activists who staged one of the riskiest stunts ever performed, illegally scaling one of the tallest skyscrapers in Europe to protest oil drilling in the Arctic. Climbers risk life and limb, and during extreme weather, wilts like while uh, confront their fears. Yeah, whilst they confront their fears in a thrilling attempt to make it to the top.
1: This sounds like it might be ass. Weird. <laughs> Card Delavine hasn't made anything good in so long.
0: <laughs> I know, the only thing that she's been doing is looking like real whack at the Whatever that trying was trying to eat uh, Meg the Music ass. Awards with yeah. Meg The Stallion. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Village
2: Villa
0: Roadshow Pictures. Village Roadshow Pictures has partnered with fellow financier and movie producer Revoluette Films on a yeah. feature film sequel to 2019's or 2009's A Law Abiding Citizen, the film with Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know about that movie? Yeah, I know so, about that damn Netflix, movie. So you to watch it.
1: Yeah, I've they seen Law Biden great. Citizen. No, it's not fucking great at all. Gerard Butler, had, bro, I, I've given up hope on Gerard Butler, but ever since 300 and all those shits in the first White House, not, all his other movies have been trash. Law Biden Citizen is that's the video game one where they like, uh, where the where the I think I think that's that one. Gerard Butler has one yeah, where
2: the the
0: first movie. It's it's a frustrated father who implements an elaborate and twisted plan to bring down the entire judicial system in Philadelphia after a plea bargain sets free the man who murdered his wife and daughter.
1: I have seen this, but okay, so it's not the You're thinking of gamer. Yeah, the, Gerard Butler's in both, but yeah, okay, yeah. I've seen this one. Yeah, it's okay. They have a decent twist. It's not bad. Like I've seen better movies, but it's twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, it's not uh, the
1: best of movies. I don't
0: know why they're bringing this back, but our last two stories we have is the Arizona Ooh, Cardinals I like will, be the, will be the subject of the newest season of Hearts Knocks in season.
1: Yeah, in so season. I
0: yep. I think it's the Rams and the Chargers together for the off season. For
1: real? It's not. Wait, I thought it was the the Bills.
0: I don't know if it's the Bills, but this is. But regardless of who it is in the off season, this is the in season where they did with the Colts. Oh off. no, it's the Lions the Lions. So yeah, the Lions like, are the off-season mm-hmm. and the, the Cardinals are going to be the end season.
1: That's good because the Cardinals will have a lot of drama.
2: <laughs>
1: little, it's going to be juicy. <laughs>
0: um, so Taysha Adams is going to host the MTV Movie and TV Awards. You go, Taysha!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one is hey, Taysha?
0: She's didn't the one they, who was the best. Did they kick her out? No, she was the one that came in when Claire Crawley left with that dude in the second week
1: oh yeah okay during the pandemic okay yeah,
0: yeah
1: wait on. wait i thought Taysha didn't she used to host with uh yeah what's, what's her name with with uh the one i hate bristow yeah Kaylin bristow but didn't they kick Taysha off the bachelorette hosting job because she because she stormed off
0: no i mean like she just ended it with her uh the person that she won or the the person that won her season and she pretty much fell off The Bachelor for that but she's still really famous so she's been getting in a, a lot of other uh, gigs and now oh, okay. she's going to host the MTV Movie and TV Awards so good for her. her
1: okay yeah hell yeah so is that all the news? I saw you tried to take my uh, movie on the rise. <laughs> well, I'm
0: actually gonna see it. So.
1: I'm seeing it too. Shit, what are you talking about? All right, let's. Uh, now it's time for that segment of the show where we suggest one movie or one TV show or multiple that are coming out this week or have been out for a little bit. It's called Movie on the Rise. We got a lot. It's a big week. Schubert, start us off because you have uh, the big Obi-Wan, one. <clears throat> yep. Friday, Friday. Two episodes. Two. Two episodes. And one of them's an hour, I think. We've been both an hour. Yeah, swag. Apparently, it's being rumored right now that we're going to see Hayden Christensen in Clone Wars gear, baby! Flashback! Yeah! I'm hype! It's rumored he's good. Bro, I I need to see Obi-Wan and Hayden live action in the Clone Wars armor. I need it. I need it! Because we didn't get that. That's why I'm so mad at Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, we didn't get none of that fire shit they was, they was dripped out. You know, uh, uh, Anakin's armor's badass.
0: Right. Yeah, I think, I think they're gonna get through a lot of the Tatooine stuff in this first week. Like, a lot of stuff we see in the trailer.
1: Ah, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Like, but all yeah. that Uncle
0: Owen stuff's gonna be in the first episode.
1: But, apparently, like, they got him ready. Um, my bad. I had a little technical difficulties. My girlfriend called me, uh, cause, you know, we work out at night. But, yeah, man, I'm excited to see this. Like, this armor, like, they're talking about making uh, yeah. new figures with it. Like, I'm hyped.
0: No, it's going to be really cool. I'm definitely excited to see um, see what they do with it.
1: And I just love um, the fact of how even you and McGregor was like, yo, if we could get another season, let's do it. Like, what? I think they yeah, might just be makes pushing me it think that, close, you
0: know,
2: though.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I know there won't be another season of it, but it just makes me confident that what they put together was actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, so, I agree. Okay, so I have this week. Of course, Top Gun's coming out, but that's not I'm going to watch it to review it for the pod. But that's not the movie that me and she are both watching this week. I'm doing a double feature. Bob's Burgers, the movie drops this week, baby. Let's go. Big movie week. I'm so excited for Bob's Burgers. Y'all know that that's my favorite adult animated show right now. I think it's it's up there for some of the goats and I'm excited to see what Bob's does, man, especially after that great finale that we just saw. I think Bob's Burgers is hitting at an all-time high.
0: Yeah, I think the way, like we talked about earlier, the way it wrapped up was pretty strong with this season. Yep. Uh, the, the movie's going to be a big question mark, uh, but, you know, I just think don't think that, it'll be good? Well, I mean, anytime you do an animated show like this, the movie's always a question mark, so I'm going to be interested to see. Look, I'm going to say this.
1: They haven't failed this yet. Like, whereas Family Guy, they put out mid-seasons. Simpsons put out mid-seasons. I don't think Bob's Burgers has put out mid yet. And I think it'll be better than the Simpsons movie. I do. I think it'll be right there with the South Park movie. I think the South Park movie is the best version
0: of it. What you got to go up against. It's like, you know, you're going up against the Simpsons movie. You're going up against the South Park movies.
1: And the Simpsons movie oh, wasn't that good. Like the South Park movies are good though.
0: Yeah, the South Park <sighs> movies are good. But yeah, the Simpsons movie was just alright. So it really just depends on the story that you're going to tar- tell. Going to tell.
1: I agree. Also, uh, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Also, this week we should watch. It's on Paramount Plus now. We should watch Sonic 2 so we can tell people about it. It's on Paramount right, Plus. I did see free. that. It was on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yep. So I'm since, since you're not to the offer since you don't see since you're not watching Top Gun, watch Paramount Plus. I mean, watch uh called this weekend. Sonic. It's Sonic two. Yeah. You do it at your house. So anything else dropping on Netflix or anything like that? Did you miss anything? Uh, no. So no, no, no new TV shows. Like talking about?
0: No, I mean the Circle's wrapping up, and then I think stuff's gonna make the start up again in June. Okay. I don't so. think a lot of people are trying to go up against Obi-Wan.
1: Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Like, why would you want to oh, go up against Obi? Uh, except Obi-Wan? for
0: Stranger Things.
1: Oh yeah, that's your except show. Stranger
0: Things, but Stranger... But it's only like, you know, the first few episodes. So
1: <sighs> that's what I'm thinking. Like your show's drops this week on Netflix. That's what it is. It's Stranger Things. Anything else? I'm trying to see. Oh, the new Pokemon series where all of them are, it's going to be all the, you, you're you going to fuck with this, the new Pokemon series takes all the past gym leaders, like all the past like big winners from each region, and they took the eight strongest ones, and Ash is about to battle all of them in a tournament. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Also, That's Rise cool. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles season one, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show is coming out. That'll be out on uh May 31st. And then, Ghost in the Shell, uh to 2045 season two is out now. So. Yep. So all right. That's all the. That's um, all the but stuff, that
0: gets but, us to talk about Under the Banner of Heaven.
1: Yeah, because I'm sorry. Once again, I didn't catch up on the HBO show. I will be caught up for next week. Promise. Give you my word. But Under the Banner of Heaven this week, my God. And by the time you guys hear this, I know there'll be a new episode out, but y'all know we'll talk about that next week. But for episode five, was this the best episode yet? It had, yes. it, 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 yeah. I was about to say it. It was so good that Curse was like, "Okay, I'm into this show. I like this show." Now I was like, "You've been like this show, but I think this was the show where everything that was questionable that might not have made sense before made sense in this episode. Like everything was crystal clear in this one."
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of seriously pushed yeah. the direction <laughs> it of
1: It showed us like
0: of the series
1: the whole time you're thinking that Dan's the bad guy. Dan's the bad guy. Dan was right. just a pawn. It's Ron.
0: Yeah, Ron is Ron is the bad guy. Dan was just the one that He was the brains the edge. Yeah, like Dan was the instigator. But couldn't get nothing yeah, done. He was the instigator and he was the one who ask the questions but i mean like still dan is sort of the root of the evil because of like what happens with his family where he tries to marry his step is it the
1: mom though i was gonna say oh well that's separate when when you say root of the evil i'm gonna say is it the mom who kept pushing ron to kill their dad
0: Was that what she was trying to do? Yes. Try,
1: uh, I, I, yes, bro. She kept saying, you're the one. You're the one. Take your place. He's one breath away. I, I'm pretty sure she told him to go kill him. And like, my thing is, when you find out that the dad was used to beat on her and beat on Ron, makes sense why she wanted his ass dead. And she, And apparently, when Ron was talking to the dad on the deathbed, Ron was like, oh, yeah, you beat mom to the inch of her life and you wouldn't call the hospital, but she survived. You beat this person to the inch of their life. They didn't survive. So why when when you're on the inch of life, why can't we do the same test that you did to everything else? You said God would save him. And then he threw that water away. That that old man was... (laughs) It was crazy, bro. No, it
0: was definitely pretty crazy. And, you know, all of it in general, like the way that they're tying it into...
1: Now, with Dan, though... Um, what Mormon you, what beliefs. You, I was about to say, so. you, we could talk about what you were saying with Dan. Bro, that was disgusting. Trying to marry his two daughters? No, yeah, the oh, they were stepdaughters. Oh, but still. But Ooh, still. nasty ass. And see, uh, none of the brothers knew that why he got excommunicated. Ron was fighting so hard because he thought it was some tax shit. No, your brother is no. a fucking sicko. See, and the Mormons need to stop being embarrassed because I think they should have told Ron. That. I think if they tell Ron that, then none of this happens. Well,
0: I mean, it's just like an introspective look at how like the Mormons are so inclusive that they don't even like they lie to themselves. Yep. But I mean, that's the root of their entire religion is just lying to themselves that like.
1: And we found that out this episode yeah. with uh, with uh, Brigham Young, his whole campaign to take over from Joseph Smith was a lie. It was built on a lie. His his Joseph Smith's wife was not like turn yourself in. She did not want that to happen. <laughs>
2: No. <laughs> and, no then, just...
1: and that little boy kept crying. Like, no, yo, ass should have told Joseph Smith that they, that his wife didn't say that, you fucking snake. And then when he got shot, you can't cry when he gets shot because it's your fault.
0: Yeah, I thought that whole scene with them like trying to fight off <laughs> thing was crazy. I was, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you're going to die. Like,
1: that one little pistol. No he just kept doing that, that one little yeah. pistol and then he jumps out the window. What, like, (laughs) yeah,
0: like you
1: you broke your leg before you get shot up. Like, nah, dog, I'm okay. (laughs) He
0: didn't even jump out the window, like, he stuck his head out the window or whatever and tried to say something. And then they all shot him
1: him, and he fell out. (laughs) What a dummy,
0: (laughs) yeah. But it really is so interesting how they make the parallels of the story going on with Ron and Dan and Mm -hmm. it parallels to Joseph and
1: Brigham Young and Brigham Young, yeah. Also. I love this was I think this was the best episode of Andrew Garfield as a detective when they uh went to that man's house and interrogated him and got him to come because if not they was gonna tell his wife what kind of skis he was. That was an incredible scene.
0: Yeah, that dude is the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, and the fact is, that they f- is,
1: they found them little girls in that in that place where that dude brought them
0: crazy, crazy. And that they and that they're presumably married to Ron. Yeah, they were like you mean you you say are Ron. Yep. Or Ron left it there or whatever. I was like, oh my God.
1: And then Gross. the fact that like they're on the look for Diana. Diana dead, bro. Ron killed that one. Oh, woman. she's dead. Yeah. Like, what are they talking about? Like they're making it seem like a alive. All them women are dead because Ron killed them all. Ron and Dan killed all their wives.
0: Yeah. Maybe Matilda's there.
1: Which one is that?
0: Dan's wife. But like Nah,
1: Dan's wife dead too. She she tried to run away. His daughter's tried to run. He killed her first.
0: That's what. That's the one question mark I have. Is like, do, are, do the daughters make it, or, or are they dead too? Mm. See, that's they did get away. That's something you should look but up like, for the real
1: life thing. That's something I want to know. Like,
0: <laughs> then they said, like, they went to the bishop or whatever, and the bishop put them somewhere else, and they never checked on them. Yeah, so like, I, he, and, and like Byrie's like, you didn't check on them. Well, yeah, you what? And like, then, like, Gil Br- Birmingham's like, this is why we have Child Protective Services. Like, oh, you guys... In I Utah. Guys are- yeah, in Utah.
1: Like, they're so, like you said, they're so inclusive and so afraid of public shame that they couldn't send them the Child Protective Services. Like, would you decide is not going to say stop, like, Bishop Lowe is not going to save these girls from Ron, like what the fuck? And the fact that he thought he could is the reason why all of this is happening. They should have called the cops. And that's what Detective Tabata kept saying, was like, bro, y'all are dumb. Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, like, and also when they were like, yeah, you know, they're not going to come to kill us. And then Pyrie and uh, Gil Birmingham <laughs> are like, yeah, they didn't try and steal anything when they <laughs> broke in here. They were they broke in here because they were <laughs> looking to kill you, but...
1: <laughs> Wait, is the actor's name Gil Birmingham?
0: Yeah. It's, oh, that's what
1: yeah. you keep saying. Yeah. I was going to say, is it they, talking about Tabata? Tabata, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> but yeah, no, they and they were trying to deny that. Like, oh yeah, they're not here to kill us. Like, what did they take, bitch? And then the wife, the, the uh, Bishop Lowe got upset when Tabata called out the wife. Like, oh yeah, it's OK. We'll just send the woman back to get beat by another by another man again for the third, fourth, fifth time. It's OK. Let's not tell anybody who's like, you're not going to blame my wife. OK, I don't have to blame her. I'm going to blame your ass, nigga. <laughs> the bottle was on when I loved it. He was badass this episode. And then wait, yeah. you, you think Bishop Pyre's Bishop tried to sleep with his wife? That's fucked up. no. Oh, you think it was just to convince
0: him? The bishop's wife is there. They're trying to convince her. Oh, to 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 get Pyrie to stop fucking with the case, or to to, like stop, or to get him to stop. I I don't think it's
1: to leave him. I think it's to get Pyrie to stop the case. It's
0: either because I mean, like, if he won't stop, then then they're trying to convince her that he is bad for them, excommunicated.
1: That's not his fault. Like, so for him doing his job in promoting, like that the that what these guys are doing is wrong. That's not good for the religion. Like, you already look bad because of fundamentalist and like the way you treat women, if you if y'all get behind Pyrie, it just shows that hey, Mormons, we have changed and we're we're good people. The fact that they're hiding it makes it even worse. But I think the funny thing is they chose the wrong woman to try to betray because Pyrie's wife not betraying it. No,
0: nah, I don't think so. Like, like I didn't even think it was it was anything until like wife like later in the episode.
1: Pyrie's like, wife uh, is what? against all the stuff that the bishop is trying to preach.
0: Because like when it was happening, I was just like, Oh, he's just that." she just went somewhere. For dinner, else to do yeah, this. I thought so. Dinner, like like I didn't think anything of it until later when they were. Talking he said about
1: something. It. Yeah, truly. I'm trying to think of anything else that happened in this episode that was badass that we need to discuss. Um no, I think that's it. I think that's oh, when the guy was like in the beginning, he was like, Oh yeah, God led me to Bishop Lowe, and Pyri was like, Oh, I'm pretty sure the evidence did. <laughs> Irie is getting sick of his religion, man.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, you're talking about the you're talking about the other kid, the other yeah. officer,
1: the young officer. Like, no, yeah. you just you,
0: you did good detective. You, get, you, did, you did a good, good police, police
1: work. Detective. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Garfield's killing it, man. This show's great.
0: Yeah, it's definitely heavy, so I can see why you know he may be wary.
1: Yeah, my gr- actor, that's why man. it took that's why I took my girlfriend a while to get into it. But in terms of like you're saying for him as an actor. Oh yeah, I can see why he want to take a, at least a year off. Like this show is this this is heavy on you, and if you're a religious person, like this this is a lot. This might not this might tug at your spirituality. So I like, see why Andrew needs off. Like dude did silence, and now this, yeah, he need a break.
0: <laughs> we got two episodes left in uh, Under the Banner Heaven. Nice number episode six is titled Revelation, and then number seven is. Titled Blood of Tone. So next week we're gonna
1: have a big. So next week's gonna be a big episode. We're gonna have the Bob's Burgers movie. This Obi Wan. I'll finally be able to talk about the HBO show, and then I'll give a mini review of Top Gun. Huge. If we do it. Or should I wait a week
2: to do the HBO show?
0: You might want to because we're gonna have all that stuff going on, and then I want you to get all the way caught up, and then the new episode next week is the finale.
1: Oh, so then we should just wait till after the finale yeah okay then that's fine well then next and come, week and it comes
0: out on Tuesday so
1: okay so next week we'll have this uh Bob's Burgers Obi-Wan and we'll be able to talk about Lincoln lore because I'll I'll be finished I'll be done alright
0: cool so we'll talk about all those things not Stranger Things sorry everybody I'll talk about <laughs> it somewhere else
1: she was like fuck y'all I'm watching that at my own pace <laughs>
0: I mean honestly like especially when it gets to the second half and like the, the last three episodes are each like an hour and a half or <laughs> the, the last episode is t- like two hours and a half for real it's like longer than the dark knight apparently what That's crazy what they they, yeah it's, it's absolutely nuts. so it's like they made three movies
1: so the last in this this next season is the last one so yeah okay well then hell yeah but I'm excited. Next week's gonna be great. I'm excited that we have Obi-Wan now in the fold since uh which call it's ending. And then after that, uh we'll see what's on HBO Max if anything's popping to put in a review. We'll figure out a show. This is the time where when there's nothing major, we find a good indie show. So right. Um,
2: so oh, that wraps up. Maybe-
1: might, oh, wait, real last thing, might not be a lot of news next week, just because for the fact we want to still have a discussion of top 10 action actors. So don't expect a lot of news. If there's tr- only trailers and maybe only like- trailers and the In the, in the biggest stuff, yeah, because it's going to be a lot of review and then top 10 action actors of all time in honor of Tom Cruise being in top though.
0: All right. So uh, that wraps up everything for this week of Bros Who Binge. Linda not let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network.
1: You can follow me at Lynn BWT on Twitter. Follow me at Lynn BWt on Letterboxd. I started using it again put a bunch of reviews out. Make sure you check that out. Follow me at limbwt BWT on my anime list, which is basically the anime version of Letterboxd. You can follow me at Lyndon James Burton on TikTok. The TikTok is growing. There's this thing where I do the. There's this top 100 movies filter where it goes through the top 100 movies on IMDb. I pick two movies and I discuss which one is better. That's a series I have on TikTok. You got to join the community it's super strong. Also, if you want to join the discord link will be in the bio. But the discord is where people suggest conversations for us to discuss on the pod. For example, the top 10 action actors that we that we're going to discuss was brought to us through the discord. So make sure you all check that out. And we're going to do top female action after. So be sure to check that out. Follow us on the discord. But in terms of content. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Like we said at the start of the show, the new Dark Knight Run It Back is out now. Be sure to check that out. It's a really great review. Uh, Not this upcoming... Well, actually, by the time you guys hear this, not this upcoming Wednesday, but the following Friday will be the Sicario Run It Back. So you want to check that out. Anime Talk is dropping this week, as well as the One Piece manga reviews dropping this week. Uh, Manga Melee is dropping this week and the Bros Who Think podcast will be out on Thursday. So a lot of amazing content on the Brozy Thing Network. We're back at 100%. All the shows are running now. So be sure to check that out. Oh, and get your tickets to DreamCon because it's confirmed that Anime Talk will be doing a live show in Dallas, Texas at DreamCon. And me and Schubert, I'm going to get confirmation on where we're going to be going. But at the end of the summer, more towards like August, August, that area, we're going to be doing at least one or two Brosu Binge live shows. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. check on that, because I thought we were, gonna, we were possibly doing the Birmingham one. And I think that comes out in the summer. Yeah, so, so we'll let the people know. Or the Jackson one, something like that. Either one. One does, of them. So, is what we yeah. were going to do. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's everything going on with the network. Keep up with all that. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at H-14, letterboxd, and BWT. Probably We'll get into it a little bit more. I did watch the Chippendale Rescue Rangers thing, so I don't you should have talked thing, about
1: but... that today. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. I'll watch it so we can talk about it.
0: <laughs> sure, I mean, it's just like you know, New Age Roger Rabbit. Mm, okay, okay, hell but not, yeah, but not as funny.
1: Oh, damn, but not, but
0: not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like well, I'm you know,
1: watching it, and you make sure you watch yeah. Sonic too, so we can talk about that too next week. Yeah. Like I said, it's not a good much use news. Of the IP. Okay. You can use of the IP. Uh, I saw cool. they had yeah. ugly Sonic, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was funny. And, and he's o- a pretty major character, too. And the
1: only reason why they got away with it is because they kept calling him ugly Sonic, and he yeah. didn't look like the he was their version of the fucked up drawing. So it, a lot of yeah. loopholes used in this movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's done pretty well. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that wraps up everything for this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Catch us again next week. And have a great week yourselves. Stay safe. And as always, keep binging.